Most Canadians don't have to worry about a world without clean drinking water. But many Indigenous communities live in that world, a world without clean drinking water. This is episode one of Indigenous Issues with Sadhana. In this episode, we'll be exploring Canada's Indigenous water crisis, focusing on the resulting health, economic, and cultural effects, as well as its origin. To provide a little background on this issue, many First Nation communities still don't have access to clean drinking water. The government issued long-term boil water advisories, which informed the public that they should boil their water to remove any contaminants before drinking it. Although Trudeau's government promised to end all long-term water advisories in reserves by March of this year, 52 boil water advisories remain in Indigenous communities. I believe that boil water advisories are precautionary measures, but cannot be a permanent solution to clean drinking water. Clean drinking water is a necessity and a right that everyone is entitled to. While looking at the direct impacts of the water crisis, we see the health issues caused by unclean drinking water. In areas near contaminated water, the high exposure to waterborne parasites and bacteria can cause serious health effects such as gastrointestinal infections and other fatal antibiotic resistant diseases. The Staphylococcus aureus bacteria is an example of a pathogenic waterborne bacteria. Research proves that this waterborne disease in particular disproportionately impacts indigenous communities. To make matters even worse, since most First Nation reserves are remote, most health services don't even reach them. And without the proper treatment, there's a high fatality rate for diseased individuals. threatened by the economic and cultural issues that result from unsafe drinking water. Picture a scenario where the tap water in your own home is infested with harmful parasites, bacteria, and toxic metals. You're constantly anxious about yourself and your family's health. You're aware that boiling water will not eliminate contaminants like toxic metals. So the best possible approach to clean drinking water is buying bottled water. But here's the problem. The average Canadian household uses 335 liters of water in a day, or 670 standard-sized water bottles. So the cost of clean water places a huge economic burden on Indigenous households, especially the ones that live off of government welfare. devastating that its perception has been altered to it being toxic to the physical, mental, and spiritual health. The First Nations respect the water, and therefore it's used in many traditional ceremonies such as in sweat lodges and water walks. Without the availability of clean water, these ceremonies can't take place. Even traditions such as hunting are disappearing since the quality of animals like muskrats and beavers had changed because of the contaminated water. 
The loss of these traditional practices endangers indigenous culture and strains their relationship with nature. Social, cultural, and health issues are all dire consequences of unsafe drinking water. When we trace back the cause of the water crisis, we discover that colonization is the fundamental cause of the issue. The colonialism of indigenous populations created a domino effect and resulted in immeasurable issues in indigenous communities, one of these issues being the water crisis. During the colonization of indigenous communities, these populations were forced to relocate to secluded areas where resource extraction processes pollute and contaminate clean water. Processes such as mining pollute nearby water sources, thus decreasing its quality. Another lingering remain of colonialism is systemic racism. Systemic racism has become so institutionalized that indigenous issues, like this one, are often neglected. So how do we find a solution to this issue? Acknowledging the origin of the water crisis and recognizing the resulting effects is a stepping stone in resolving the water crisis. The fundamental reason for the persistence of this issue is the lack of government funding. The federal government should not only prioritize ending all long-term water advisories, but should also dedicate a certain amount of funds to the construction of new water treatment and wastewater systems. This includes covering the cost of hiring and properly training staff, maintaining infrastructure, and fixing repairs. Strengthening water pollution laws and establishing stricter regulations for water quality in First Nation reserves are also essential steps in ensuring this issue never arises again. So how can we support First Nation communities in this crisis? Understanding the value of clean drinking water, recognizing our privilege, and standing up for our First Nation communities is the only way to end the devastating effect of colonization and achieve equality. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Indigenous Issues with Sadhana. And I leave you with this question. Will you be an ally of the First Nation community or a bystander?